everybody. I mean, we've been in April for a little bit now, but it's starting to heat up, Jordan. The weather, the sun is shining. The CPL is starting up. This is exciting times, my friend, as we welcome you on Into One Nation. Andy Petrillo, Jordan Wilson, also known as Trills and Wills. Hello. And this also means, well, first of all, I want to know how you're feeling, because I know I am sensitive to the fact that you are freshly retired. Thank you for and, being sensitive. And the season, yeah, I, not sensitive often, but the season is starting. Yeah. And your routine has to be so different right now. Kind of, not really. Like, I'm still super excited and nervous, but my body just feels great. Usually at this point, I'm like... like sore? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and then you play all these games that, like, don't matter, but they kind of matter. But before we get into the CPL, I want you to just open something for me. Oh, my goodness. I said that better not be for me. Well, just, okay. just open it. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, it was Andy's birthday yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Sparkle. Um... And uh, Andy's near and dear to my heart, and she's near and dear to the One Soccer family. So I want to get you a little gift. Ah! Open it up. Tell everyone exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. Also, there's two types of people when it comes to their birthday. First person, they just go, and then it's their birthday. They're like, hi, guys, it's my birthday today. Then there's Andy, <laughs> or people like that. Number two, that tell you three weeks in advance, hey, it's my birthday, April 9th. <laughs> Just want to let you know on April 9th, it's my birthday. Hey, guys, you guys want to know when my birthday is? It's April 9th. I have, okay, for people who are maybe listening to this in podcast form. Okay, number one, I want everyone to know that I am a, an objective uh, broadcaster. And for I sure. don't pick sides. <clears throat> I am also a maple girl. So if we, if we do have to talk Canadian Premier League in a team that would be near and dear to my heart, it would be... York. But also send in your stuff. Andy, well, you have Ginger, you have Pepper, send in stuff for her dog. Yeah, CPL, some, 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 some stuff. stuff. But here's the thing. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. I thought you said you never got surprised. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Look at that, Trillo. That is a I wasn't expecting that. See? Happy See? birthday. Oh, okay. She opened the card, too. There's something in the card. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the back. It actually has my name on it. Wow. And here's the thing. When I played 33... Was my number. That yeah. is so special. And I love their kits this year because um, I also mentioned to you that I look gemstones. really, really good in jewel tones. <laughs> oh, that's like, I'm like, <laughs> I thought I learned something. I'm like gemstones. She's like jewel tones. No, got I look it. good in jewel tones. Oh, and you got me the both kits. Yeah, I love for sure. This. Dude, this is too much. I love this so much. You have no idea. I'm not going to read the card because. Okay, you, you save that for later. That's personal. I will read the card on my own, but thank you. Okay. You successfully surprised Look me. Look at that. And then I, I did a little research about Aries, because that's your sign. That is. You guys are leaders. Mm -hmm. Feisty and spicy. Mm -hmm. They didn't put the spicy part, but I always call you spicy, and it's kind of like feisty. And ambitious. I said, yo, that's trills. So happy birthday, mama. <laughs> Thank you Hope so Hope you enjoyed much. it. I love Let's it. Let's dive into the CPL and all its goodness. I am so excited. That did cut. I just finished telling Jordan that it's very difficult to surprise me. I said, <laughs> because I'm Is a, it? I'm a really good detective. And I mean, and you totally surprised me. Didn't expect the kit, but more importantly, did not expect my name and my number Look on the at back. That. So now when I go to games, everyone's going to be like, who's Petrillo33? I'm like, the best. The best person. I think everyone is going to know who Petrillo is. And then yeah. the 33 is just like, yeah, it's the icing on the cake. That's the number. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into this. Now I'm all, okay, now I'm all excited. I'm jacked up for this. But I, I was trying to get into your emotions. Sorry, sorry. That's, per, that's typical of me, though. I love to just switch it back. Just, no, I wanted to get into your emotions. Reverse it. Because for the first time, in how many years would you say? Um, so I've been playing pro, what, eight years? I played pro for eight years. So yeah, for eight years this time I'm in the fittest shape of my life, but I'm just ready to go. Like so right you're around okay March with this. or April. The season starting. You're yeah, I feel good. Out. No, I feel good. Like I think um, 
I've actually taken in more football now than I ever did like playing. Like you take in your per, your personal performance when you're playing, but now I'm like watching more footy, have more time. My knees feel great when I go into that bottom cabinet and I just drop. I'm like, wow, there's some elasticity. There's no cracking or groans. I said, wow, a new lease on life. Now I feel good. Obviously, um, I think when I watch the um, certain matches this weekend, I'll be like, ooh, I was so close to being back out there again for another year. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was the time, so it feels it feels good to take it all in. I'm just I'm just happy the CPL starting because I get to watch games week in week out yeah. and critique them. Do you have any fun road trips? Because some of the you know obviously we start off with the triple header, and then there's a game on Sunday. Any fun, interesting road trips? The only one that sticks out is we were in Edmonton and we stayed at a hotel before the game, and there was I think like a Slipknot concert or something <laughs> there before, and man, it was just like goth and everyone in the elevator. I was like, "What's up, bro?" And they were just like black trench coat, <laughs> black nail polish, like black eyeshadow. I said, "Man," I said, "Enjoy your concert." I'm there in just my little tracksuit with the boys. But uh, yeah, You're nothing putting really the crazy. lock, the chain lock, 100%. everything. You're like, I don't know what kind of stuff's going to yeah. be happening at night. What about you? You've yeah. traveled far and wide. What about uh, you? Do you have any crazy stories? You know what? There really are too many to mention. But this is there's a reason why I tell people, and I even do this now with you know my husband, my, my parents. Whenever I go away, the first thing I do is I always put the latch on the mm. door. And, you know, they say, why do you do that? The door is kind of locked. And I said, well, there a couple things have happened. They sometimes have double booked. Like I've been in my hotel room and I've also been the person who's, who walks into a hotel room. Somebody's already in there. So you never want that to happen. But um, a little story I'll share is I was, you know, in Vancouver getting ready to cover a game and I'm getting ready in my hotel room and, you know, blow drying the hair and all this kind of stuff. And I may have been standing. This is the one time I forgot to put the latch on. I'm in the bathroom. Uh. I'm in my birthday suit, oh, no. blow drying my hair, getting ready for the day, and I hear a knock at the door. It's the housekeeping, Some, I'm fine, I'm good, you just leave, please, I'm here, it's like whatever, what do you want, go away. And she keeps knocking, keep, whatever, then proceeds to open the door. Mm-mm. She comes in, thank goodness I've played sports all my life too, I've done hot yoga, I'm not ashamed of this. Hey. So I'm standing there and I'm like, excuse me, and then she has a piece of paper in her hand to advertise some sort of sale that's happening in the hotel lobby, starts to walk towards me. Wow. So I get the blow dryer and I use it like mace. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh, back up lady, back up, what is this? And she's like insisting on handing it to me, something she could have easily slid under the door. I took it, I was very interested in the sale. <laughs> I may have visited the uh, vendors later that day, but I'm just Crazy. like, is this serious right now? Is this serious right now? So that's what I, you, and I, that was the one time I forgot it. Put the latch on each and every time. I never put the latch on the door, but I'm, I guess I'm going to start because that, that, that could have been a traumatic story. Because you never know. You never know. Let's see if these CPL players will be smart enough to put the latch on. Let's try and get through. You know, we have a special guest who's going to be joining us. Callum Irving's going to be mm. joining us. Long standing with Pacific now with Vancouver FC, uh, the new expansion side. So I want to pick his brain a little bit there and what led to that decision. But we do have Atletico Ottawa. Halifax Wanderers are going to be facing each other. Um, as we know, Atletico won the first ever regular season title. That got implemented last year. Do you think they're a one-hit wonder? Or you think they could do it again? I hope they're not. Um, to win the league this year is just going to be all about consistency. I think most teams in the CPL always have a bit of a dip. You see Forge usually at least the past two years maybe don't start the best, but just kick it into gear mm-hmm. after, what, six games uh, and then start being a bit more consistent. But you don't really have that much time this year for that, that number one spot. You kind of have to hit the ground running and never really let up. Um, I would say Atletico Ottawa is going to be top four. I, I just I feel that. But they have to go and show it and just add on to their – 
I won't say park the bus mentality, but they're well defending, defend as a unit, everyone's on the same page mentality that they had last year. But then goals is a big part of this league, and that's why it's so exciting, is that there aren't many games that are just 1-0. Like, teams are going to score. It's usually like a 2-1 or whatever it might be. There's just goals. So who's going to be a big guy for them? Is it Salter? Like, do they have other guys coming in and creeping in? Um, the bigger story is, is with Halifax. Like, how do you feel about, uh. about that side? Yeah, I mean, I'm really curious to see how Patrice Geyser's going to do because he's brought in a lot of players he's familiar with, with Von Azuri, and they won. I, I know, I know it's a different league, uh, but they did win League One Ontario, and there's a familiarity with the players. But to your point about goal scoring, I am concerned about where it's going to come from. Uh, you know, speaking of Salter being gone, and, and we also know Morelli, we haven't seen him in a while after that knee injury. Yeah. You know, don't know the status there, and if he'd even be available this year to come back. Akeem Garcia is now gone, even though he did a little bit despite looking fantastic in the bubble so who's going to score the goals for them and this was a team that scored the least amount of goals mm -hmm. and what's the part what's the partnership like as well like do you have Mofuande up top with Nafonzo do you have Farin coming in like what what's really the magic what has uh Patrice guys are coming up with is he playing with one striker two who's going to be hot the thing is you can't really take long like we already mentioned in the show you can't take 10 games to get going, right? Yeah. You have to, within the first game or two, you have to kind of make your stamp and, and, and come into the league hot. So I'm excited for that game because I think uh, there's uh, so many questions about Atletico Ottawa. I think they've they've built up their squad and they've they've maybe put players in the areas that they needed to, but you're still missing a Baloo Tabla who provided so much. So who's going to kind of fill his shoes in committee? Like who are the three players that are going to step up for him? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I love to watch every game, but I'd be lying if I said the game that doesn't get me going right now is Forge Cavalry. Blood bath. Giver. You want to talk about spice and meet the ball? Start it right <laughs> out of the gate. These teams, you do not like each other. Don't even try to tell me that there is like a, a, a professional mutual respect. No, what? you don't like each other at all. And sometimes it's not even necessarily like Forge and Calvary not liking one another. How do other teams in the league feel about these two teams? Not many teams like Calvary. I'll oh, say, it's we'll Calvary. yeah, we'll start with that. I'll start personally. Going to at Gold Field and playing Calvary, you know that you're just going to get chippy. Corners or whatever it is, some guy's going to be grabbing you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, they're a skilled team. I'm not going to just say that they're a bunch of thugs. Not going to do that. No. But I will say that you know you're in for a fight every time you play Calvary. That's just what it is. Like, Tommy Wilden Jr. has that, like, British mentality into his team. His, his wingers go and they press and foul, and, and they have no problem getting a bit chippy. And, well, I finished my last season of pro for York having five yellows. If I played for the Cavs, it would have been double just because of the way they play. They want to, like, trample over guys. They want to go and just run and hustle uh, and that's the way they play. So they're not a fun team to play against. And then you play with Forge and Calvary. They probably don't like each other because I think Forge tried to play that, that sexy style and just keep the ball. And Calvary just, they don't like that. They don't like when pe uh, teams are passing the ball around and they're just ready to, <laughs> they're ready to kick you. I think I really saw it last year for the first time, too, even between the coaches and in particular with Tommy. I mean, we knew, we, we kind of bugged him a little bit, the conversation he had with Kyle Becker after one of the playoff games. And then when they lost, like, there was, um, like, the red, the level of red Tommy's neck started here and then went right up. Like, this is going to get personal now, right? 
but I love it's great for the game about it. Love, great. love, love. I wonder if we're going to see a rivalry start to form between Pacific and Vancouver. So obviously good news in the Canadian Premier League. I mean, good news, bad news. We've said this before. It's really unfortunate you lose a team in Edmonton, although obviously it'd be great to see one come back there. But the good news is there is a team in Vancouver FC who is now joining the fold here. Atletico Ottawa expansion was just a couple years ago. And a guy who knows both teams are going to be facing off against each other, Pacific and Vancouver. Is this man right here who you can see in Yamana that Callum. is Callum Irving joining us here on One Nation. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, great. Thanks for having me. We love sharing stories here, and I just don't know if you have anything juicy to share on Jordan because we just love when anyone spills the tea on anyone. Callum, keep it quiet, buddy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> just, just know that I've always you, said that you have the best feet in the Canadian Premier League for a keeper. I've said that. Okay, st- no, no, no. S- starting off with a compliment, I'll appreciate for that. For sure, and then uh, we'll dive I'll, into I'll the nitty gritty. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell I'll t- I'll t- you one funny thing about uh, one memory I have with Jordan. Uh, the bubble in 2021, uh, we were playing against York, and uh, I think we were winning at the time. I think it was like two one, and a corner kick comes in, and I try and go go up for the ball. Uh, ball pops straight up in the air, and I'm looking at it, looking at it. And I'm like, okay, I gotta win this ball. I jump up, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just jumps right above me, completely shoves me down to the side, and heads the ball into the goal and I was just like oh, I gotta hold that yeah it, it, oh, he just out jumped me completely <laughs> got his arms across me Wait, um, and scored on me in that moment so like uh, th- that, that's one memory I have did anyone um, check for spring that I'll give him some props I want to thank no legitimately mother. I didn't know he could jump like that but it was imp- it was impressive I want to thank my mother for the Jamaican diet the green banana, all yeah, that good that stuff. Oh, baby, that's what made me fly. Cal, appreciate you for not fanning that one and just letting me have a bit of glory. I appreciate you, brother. Me, I gave it my all. That was just the best I had on that day. Well, I look forward to Mama Wilson feeding me some of that food. Because Anytime I you need want to, drills. I need some height in my life. Um, I want to know what the buzz is like in Vancouver. Before we dive into your decision here to do a little switcheroo, what is the buzz in Vancouver right now, Vancouver FC, to have this team and join the Canadian Premier League? Yeah, I think the buzz is really high. Um, in our preseason, we've kind of branched out throughout the lower mainland and played a lot of local teams. Um, try to get in different parts of the community. And so, you know, I think we've, uh, I think we've generated a good amount of buzz at every preseason game. We've had really good crowds, which uh, I think is somewhat unusual for preseason. I think a lot of the time you're playing behind closed doors, um, you know, on, in, a, in a quiet, empty stadium that you're used to being pretty packed and pretty loud. But for us, it's been really fun getting out in the community, trying to connect with the fans. You know, obviously we're a brand new team. So um, a lot of people don't know who we are yet, but uh, we tried to, you know, make a bit of noise in, in preseason here and, and show ourselves to the community. And then, you know, leading into our first away game, we're hoping uh, we'll have some traveling support with the close proximity of Pacific and um, yeah, go from there. But we're, we're excited to get going. That's for sure. Callum, for those that don't know, you won uh, the North Star Shield with Pacific FC 2021. Um, you would think, I thought you would be a Pacific guy for, for many, many years to come. How much was moving to Vancouver FC like a home decision for you, like moving back home? Did that play into it at all? I think it definitely uh, played into it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Vancouver. Like I said, all these places that we played in preseason, those are all places I played at growing up playing youth football, right? So for me, it's been like sort of a, a homecoming pilgrimage throughout preseason. And, and that means a lot to me. Um, Everywhere I've gone, I've been really uh, proud to represent Vancouver as a, as a, as a player from there. Um, and so for me, when this opportunity came up to, to come and actually play in the lower mainland, 
um, and to, to wear Vancouver on my chest, I think it definitely meant a lot and was, was definitely a big part of my decision. Still a little bit daunting. I mean, I know the league is still growing. It's just entering its fifth season and you're, you know, all the teams, I guess, can make an argument, Callum, that they're still trying to market and promote themselves. But to Jordan's point, Pacific won a title. Pacific, you also had that fantastic game in the Canadian Championship as well over the Whitecaps too, uh, you know, a couple years back. So did you feel like, okay, now I'm starting from scratch again a little bit with Vancouver? Like, was that still a little bit daunting? Um, yeah, I think at any time, you know, to leave a successful team and go somewhere brand new is, is always going to be seen as a challenge. Um, but I think, um, as athletes, we, we, you have to embrace challenges. Um, and for me, uh, my decision really had nothing to do with, um, with Pacific. I, again, if that, if this team wouldn't have, wouldn't have started, I probably would have seen myself there. Like Jordan said for many years, because I was so happy living on, uh, on the Island. It's such a beautiful place with, with, with great people and, and teammates and all that. And, um, so there's, there's no complaints there. Uh, but yeah, this, I mean, it's exciting to start a new team. It's exciting to be there on day one and to try and build it from the ground up and see what kind of an impact we can have, uh, in the community, especially a community that I feel so close to. So, um, yeah, it's, it can be daunting on some days, but it's also extremely rewarding when you see the kind of progress that we can make on a daily basis. Um, I think that that's probably one of the more fulfilling um, feelings that I've had in professional sports. Callum, give me a couple names who are going to be standout players for Vancouver FC this year, seeing as you've been with them now for six weeks. Tell, tell me some names, yeah. brother. Spill the tea. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think, you know, some, some, some more well-known names are probably some of the guys that, uh, that have stood out in preseason. Um, guys like Caden Chung, when he showed up, uh, it's great to see him back in the league. He's such a quality player, um, no matter where he is on the field. And then um, somebody like Elliot Simmons, who, you know, played on Cavalry, which you guys were talking about before. He's somebody that, you know, has always had kind of a cool head and uh, has been really calm on the ball. And for me, seeing him up close in training, I've been super impressed with his football IQ, his technical ability, and it's just his consistency day in, day out. So um, that's somebody that I've been really psyched about. And then I think we have a really interesting group of forwards. Um, we have some, some international guys that are young, but they have a lot of, uh, a lot of pace, a lot of flair, a lot of uh, excitement in their game. And then um, somebody like Sean Hundle as well, coming back into the team, I think with a little bit, or sorry, back into the league with a little bit more experience, he's somebody then preseason I've been, um, I've been impressed with. And I think when he's firing, he's, he, he's an exciting guy. Well, I got one more for you because a question we always have, it doesn't matter what league you're in, when you're an expansion team, we always wonder, are you going to be competitive? Do you feel like you're playing with a little bit of that chip on your shoulder to maybe show and prove that you can come out, be competitive in the CPL, and also be a team that's competitive overall in the market? You have Pacific, you have Vancouver Whitecaps. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is Vancouver FC who wants to create their own brand. Is there a bit of a chip on the shoulder? Yeah, I think naturally uh, you have to be um, competitive in that way and you have to see yourself as a bit of an underdog uh, and try and use that to your advantage. Uh, when it comes to competing in the CPL, um, obviously I know how difficult the league this is. There's Every year it gets better, even if uh, you know a team might not move up in the standings, you know they're a better team than they were the year before because there's just quality coming into the league year after year and guys, young guys gaining more experience. So. I think it'll be difficult for us, but I think it'll be difficult for every team to, to maintain a level. So we're going to go out there and, you know, try and perform week in, week out uh, and keep building on our performances and, and growing together. And then when it comes to the local market, I think, uh, you know, we really want to show that we're 
willing to be out in the community wherever we go. Um, you know, we want to interact with all the local youth clubs and um, show our support for them in any way we can, whether that's coaching, appearances, um, having them come out to training sessions, you know, game days so they can come and support. Um, we really want to show that we're a part of the local soccer community. And I think when it's done genuinely, I think it, uh, it only provides good things for, for everyone. Um, and so that's kind of the approach we're trying to have here is a real genuine grassroots level um, show up and, and, and do whatever we can to, to help grow things. Already sounds like there's a plan in place, too. So we're pretty excited for opening mm-hmm. weekend and the season that will be. Uh, congratulations on the move, and we look forward to watching you. Good luck, Callum. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Callum Irving now with Vancouver FC. Look, goalkeepers. Oh, Just I so forgot. smooth. <laughs> Look at all the information he's giving oh, us. Oh, man. Smooth. I like Callum, though. Nice guy. You always can tell with keepers, right? If you if you blast one past them and they're kind of just like, oh, that was a good shot. You're like, you're a decent human being. Yeah. You're, you're like, you can respect it. I like how you just came out of nowhere. <laughs> you're like, bing, just flying through the air like Astro Boy or something. It was a good goal. I needed it as well. To get things going. <laughs> the confidence needed it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's talk about confidence when it comes to York United and Valor. These are two teams who have, uh, you know, not seen the playoffs here. Um, I am curious, you know, do you think York can put it together? This is a team who we've had conversations with here on our show multiple times where you're like, ooh, starting off so well defensively. Ooh, there was a good game where the offense was showing, and then it just kind of never seemed like the two could marry each other long yeah. enough. To answer your question, I hope so. I hope this is the year. Are you going to um, pull an Ollie, hopefully, likely? No, I'm not. I just hope so just okay. because of, obviously, uh, so many players on that team that I, I love, that I think they have a lot to offer. I think the interesting uh, part with York is, since I've been there for the past two years, but even in the inception, they were always kind of strong in the midfield and had some defenders that would defend, but kind of just lacked that, that, those goal-scoring mm-hmm. players. Um, even last year, that would be the biggest issue that we had as a team. Is that we just couldn't score. We went two months without scoring. Put a lot on the shoulders of Osaze, right? Exactly. And literally, there are times I would say to Osaze, I don't care if you defend. Just bang one in. We'll try to squeeze a one win out and, and go home. But now you have Osaze de Rosario, Mo Babuli, Austin Ricci, if he's healthy, dangerous guy in the league. And I'm forgetting one more name. Brian Wright, who for Ottawa was just like, he's like a train moving forward, man. He's big, but he's strong. When he gets going, dangerous guy, all these guys could finish. So I guess it's what their their core looks like. What does their midfield look like? What do their defenders look like? And I think on paper, if they're healthy, they're a team that could definitely compete at the top. But then it's just, can they go and be healthy? And can they go and get that chemistry moving? And then with Valor, there's just always question marks. Like, what type of team will they be? And... Maybe they're not going to be a top three team, but can they squeak in that in that fourth or fifth place spot? And I think they could if they just have a stretch of performing well for a long time and not have these periods of six games where they're only getting draws or, or losing. So if you ask me about the York and, and Valley situation, I think one of those two teams will probably squeak into that fourth or fifth spot. Oh, you're putting one of the, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it. That's a tall order, but you are right. Because the season isn't that long you don't have that much room for mistakes. Um, oh, ma'am. And, and not everybody, you know, when it comes to Forge, they seem to be the only team. But even when they dip, they don't completely dip. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're like, when I dip, you dip, we dip. It's just a little bit here, and then they're right back up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just had to go into song. It made zero sense to what I was talking about, <laughs> but I really felt like saying it. Do it. Uh, but what does make sense is talking about the Canadian women's national team because they have their friendly against France. Huge game On tomorrow. the 11th. And it, it's a huge game, but 
but also there's so many missing pieces. I personally wanted to see the starting 11 that Bev Priestman would go with in uh, New Zealand, Australia, when they start the World Cup. But now, Kadisha Buchanan has picked up an injury. She's left. And I really wanted to see her and Gilles really come together because I felt the She Believes Cup was a little bit of a wash. And I wanted to just see that partnership get comfortable again. You want to see it solidified. I, I want to, to see it solidified, solidified for yeah. sure. Kadisha, probably for me, is one of the most players, most important players yeah. for the team. Top three, however you spin it, for her not to play tomorrow is that's a bit disheartening. Yeah, that one, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a kick in the pants because now we don't know the extent of the injury. Hopefully it's not that bad. We just heard that she's going to miss this window. We know Janine Becky is already out. We're still keeping an eye on Nichelle Prince and Deanne Rose when it comes to their injuries. They're not here. We know Shalina Zadorsky is an option as well when it comes to that back line and depth. She hasn't been named to this camp because she also came out and talked about all the health yes. issues she's been struggling with from you know, COVID and mono, and then came out and discovered she has celiac disease because she couldn't figure out what was happening to her body. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so now she's working on regaining her strength. So it's like, what, you know, how does Bev Priestman adapt? So many injuries. And I think if you had everyone healthy, this is a team I felt like could compete at this World mm -hmm. Cup and maybe even go and win it. I know I was one of the crazy people to say it, but I was like, yeah, there's a lot of, there were a lot of ballers, but now the team has just, it feels depleted because there's just so many key people that you need, Becky being one of them, yeah. that you just need inside the dressing room, you need uh, within the squad. So yeah, I don't know, even with the Khadija hearing this news this morning, it's, it's, it's so disheartening because you're like, well, who plays mm -hmm. now? It's like, are you putting Jade Rose at center back? And She's then, just uh, coming back from injury. Exactly. Too. And then you're like, okay, well, then are you playing Riviera at the right back or Lawrence going to the left or is Lawrence playing on right back and then Chapman's going left? Like, you're just, you're getting down to bare bones. Uh, no disrespect, but in terms of got, uh, ladies that you would need to, to be at the top game and the leaders that you need within a team, there are just too many right now that are injured. So it's just, it, it seems very bleak. I, and what I am concerned about when it comes in particular to defense is because defense is what won this team Olympic gold. Hands down. And, and this team has always been strong defensively. So already now you're going to miss Kadisha Buchanan here. You're going to miss Shalina Zadorsky here. There's a little bit of your depth. And then you're right. Now you're, now you're experimenting. Yeah. Now you're moving around. It could be brilliant. It could work out. But now you just start to have a little bit of concern because that was their strength. Their strength is now being affected. What we always talk about, who's going to score the goals. Mm. And I thought heading into this, that was what we were going to be talking about. And we still can, because now I'm curious, like, does Evelyn Vienne get that start as the, you know, the out and out, maybe number nine? Uh, does Adriana Leon, which she still is a great option to either start or come off the bench. We've seen her be successful in both situations. But how does Bev approach this against France, top-notch team, new coach. Uh, Wendy Reynard, you know, one of the best center backs mm. in the world uh, who basically said, I'm not going to be a part of this federation anymore if it continued the way it was. So they got themselves a new coach. She's been called into camp. This is a threatening team. Yes. So who's going to be able to break them down? Uh, so Adriana Leon, Chloe Lacasse, Clarissa Laracy, like, are they going to get these chances, right? Jordan Heidemar, are they going to still try and see what she can do? So I, like, I was trying to do my projected 11, and I was saying Vienne could start up top, yeah, Cass like on that. the left. I like that. I liked her in She Believes Cup, very direct yeah. and just a little fiery. Speedy. Yeah, man. You just sometimes you need someone a bit direct, just take people on and, 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 and not have any, uh, just go with, with liberty and just be free. And then Leon as well, there's, there's a lot to ask of her just out of her creativity. And at Manchester United, sometimes, maybe not 
not playing as much. But you can see that there's a glimmer, there's some spark there. You got to do it for the, the red and white and for, for Canada as well. But I would say start with VNs, just have a, a bit of a an old school nine, like a, a bigger body and maybe hold up play, but then maybe heighten them could come on when um, the game's more open. Mm -hmm. And you can maybe stretch her with a bit of a speed and she's a bit unconventional as well. But yeah, I, I would do that. And I'm starting Sinclair tomorrow as well. I was gonna ask if you want, if you were gonna start Sinclair and do you see her tucking behind once again, the number nine? I think if you had everyone healthy, maybe you could you can flirt with options and you can maybe have Sinclair come off the bench. but. I think with the squad right now, you need someone who's tried and tested, who's, who's played so many games, scored so many goals for Canada, and you need just that experience in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I, yeah, I'd put her right under Viennes, and, and, and we go from there and have Grosso and Fleming. See, now, I just I feel, like we need, um, I feel like we need, um, I was going to say chalkboard. Wow. Oh my goodness, did I ever kick it back to the 90s? Whew. We need, we need chalkboard. <laughs> it's like we need a chalk. We need a chalkboard. No, we need like a whiteboard to put like uh, yeah. all the different options here of a starting eleven. Wow, anyone got any chalk? Do you remember when the teachers used to write with chalk and then they would touch their nose? I do. And then they would have or chalk rub their, their pants. And then I, as a kid, you're just such an idiot. You think it's the funniest thing ever. It's, but it's still hilarious. I'd it's, laugh right now <laughs> if there were chalkboards around. <laughs> Do chalkboards still exist in schools? Absolutely not. <laughs> Nobody can. No chance. Them. Come on. They don't. They at least they have like the projector max, and they're A on projector. laptops. Yeah, and they're like playing like they project stuff onto the <laughs> the screen. No chance there's a chalkboard anywhere. Anyways, all I know, what I was trying to get at is we have so many iterations. Like, does Bev even go to a back three then because of Oof. injuries to the back line as opposed to a four? Maybe beef up the midfield a little bit more. Ooh, Ashley Lawrence moves up. Uh, <laughs> And I guess this is my point is we're going to find out on April 11th when the women take on France. Uh, we'll get you started 2.30 p.m. Eastern time right here on One Soccer. So pretty excited about that. And please let me know if you are a teacher, if you are a student, if chalkboards still exist in schools. I know chalk does because my neighbor's kids still draw on the sidewalk, which is A-OK. -okay. It's very colorful. Love it. But I need to know if they exist in school. I don't think they exist. My friend, I am so happy. Thank you Look so much. Look at that. From the Europe family. Good.